Hey, 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 it's two gays, one mic. It's your girl, Jarrett, here with my lovely friend, Mookie. <laughs> and today, we are doing an expose on Darian Mookie Gidry. So, Mookie, uh, let the people know where you're from. So, you guys. Wrap your set. My name ooh, ooh, is ooh, ooh. Darian C. Gidry. Okay. I am from Grand Cato, Louisiana. You may not know where, where it is, is now, but by the time I'm done with the world, ooh. we will be on the map. You will know us. Where is Grand Coteau in relation to Louisiana? I mean, in relation to New Orleans, though. How far? It's like two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay, I'm closer to Lafayette, which is like South Central. So from from where I'm at, you go through Lafayette to go to Baton Rouge to go to New Orleans. In the opposite direction, if you go west, you'll be going through Lake Charles to get to Texas. Oh, so you still got to go through Baton Rouge to get to New Orleans? Yes. I mean, you... Yeah. Yeah. thank you. I mean, you don't have to, but the other way is longer, so... No, thank you. So, yeah, that is where I'm from. I am, you know, 23 years of age as of now, because in a few months, I'll be 24. Just throwing that out there. I'm a lovely Taurus. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Grand Coteau is a small town, right? Yes. So, I take... Y'all have, what, one grocery store... One high school. I mean, it's okay. We be, if we're being like 100% technical about things, we don't even have a grocery store. But we technically do because we see our exit with another town called Sunset. Oh, Lord. And that's basically our grocery store. We have a Janisa's, which is basically our a grocery who? store. I mean, we have a Bar Blue. Janisa? We have Bar Blue. Bar Blue? Yeah. What's Bar Blue? Is that the name of a store? Yeah. You know, it's a man. And it's you know, a man. You sell your pecans there. What? It's like a flea market. No. No. I used to That's go, not like a flea market. I used to go with my grandpa. We would sell apple corns and he would buy me honey buns from Bar Blue. And you could buy soda and stuff and like fruit and stuff. It sounds like a flea market. It's not a flea market. Anyway. So, growing up in a small town, let me know how it was growing up. Like I would think you're in a very... Um, Farm field environment, like you grew up with a lot of land. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, how did how was school? Like, tell me about that environment. Like growing up, um, especially with you knowing, I guess who you wanted to be. I mean, so growing up, like, I loved growing up in a small town. Now that I look back on it, I mean, I may have not liked it at the moment, but looking back, I loved, I love it. Um, it kind of molded me into the. Like who I am today, because now I look at these children in DC and I'm like, ooh, child. They are something extravagant. I will say that. Anyways, no, but it's it was very quiet. Everybody knew everybody. Like literally, everyone knew everyone. Like you didn't have to worry about nothing. If I was at school and I was sick, my mama could literally call the the resource woman and be like, hey, you can give him this. Ooh, no, no, thank you. Like that's like. Research, like teachers wasn't afraid to give you medicine because they knew they knew you they knew your family, you know, like everyone knew my grandparents everyone knew my parents. Um, I come from a really big family, so you had to know someone in my family. If you didn't know my parents, you knew my aunts and uncles, or you knew my siblings, or you knew my grandparents. Now I was out of ten, everyone knew my grandparents. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was very, it was very. You couldn't get away with anything. Because somebody saw you that knew somebody that knew you. Mm. Things travel quick. If you if you at your house and you pass gas three blocks down, the next person know. You know? Um, but also, it's a sense of, like, community. Everyone's welcome at everybody's place. Like, it's just... It's relaxing. I didn't notice it until I moved here. True. So, with... The idea of you coming from a small town, when you, 
got a little older and you started exploring your sexuality. How was that experience in a small town? Granted that you know everyone knows each other. Granted, you know, you can't really be doing all your, your sneaking around with most people because everybody's going to talk. And then, <clears throat> go ahead. So what I will. You, you thinking, you thinking. I am thinking, thinking because I, so growing up in a small town, it forces you to explore your sexuality in a secretive way, which is not beneficial to you as a maturing adult. Mm-hmm. You have to, you're hiding the very fabric of who, what makes you, you. You know, um, and you're essentially putting on a mask because you can't be who you are. Or at least for me, my family wasn't okay with it from jump. So that was that. Um, but growing up, I mean, coming out to my friends was easy. They was super supportive, but it was tough. It was tough. So was it tough when you finally came out to your family, who who was the first person in your family that you came out to? My mom. And was that was that tough for you? Yes. What was That's the setting easiest, that you that came out? That was the easiest thing I remember. Like it was yesterday. Ooh, I love that. Um, so I came out to my mom. I was actually laying in bed, um, and I remember the day because we were going to see a movie with my aunt. It was two thousand nine. My sister's keeper had came out that weekend. So this was what? How many years ago? 11? 11. 11 years ago. I was... I'm 23. I was 12. I was 12. Actually, my sister's keeper came out before I turned 12. So I was actually 11 turning 12. Yeah. And I was laying in bed. And I didn't really know much of what was going on. But that day, I just knew I was tired. So I texted my mama. And I was like, so I got to tell you something. Mind you, she was at work. This was early in the morning. It was like 9. I played sleep when she left for work. (laughs) Because I was nervous. My guts was all twisted and turning. So when she left to work, and I knew she had got to work, and I knew she couldn't fuss, I texted her. I was like, hey, I want to tell you something. And she was like, okay, what? And I was like, you can't be mad. And then she thought something. She thought I did something. And then I was like, I think I like guys. Wait. And, <laughs> okay, shut up. I was like, I think I like guys. And that's exactly how I said it. Do text. You didn't say it. You texted. No, I texted her. You texted it, though. You didn't say it. You texted. I texted her. You texted it. Yes. Yes. You didn't say it. No. Okay. I wasn't ready to say it. I feel that. So I texted her, and I was like, I think I like guys. And she didn't respond for like 20 minutes. You know, them 20 minutes felt like three hours. Mm-hmm. It was eating me up inside. And then she texted back, and she was like, what? And then she was like, what are you trying to say? And I was like... I think I like guys. And she said, what's wrong? Wait. What you mean, what's wrong? It's not like I got the flu. I'm telling you my nose is running. Ooh. I ain't saying nothing about being ill. All I said was, I like guys. Why something got to be wrong? I got to be crazy? That's what I was thinking in my mind. So my mind, I'm thinking, dang, I got to be crazy in order for me to like guys. Cool. So I didn't respond. I went back to sleep. Took me a nice little nap. The movies came. They went and see my sister's keeper. Me and my cousin went and see the little Lost Treasure movie. Um, <laughs> and then mid mid movie, I remember that my cousin literally came out probably a week or two before me. Maybe. Maybe not even a week or two before me. Maybe a week or two after me. I don't know. I, I don't remember that part because, you know, it really wasn't me. It really wasn't dealing with me at the time. And I felt like I was going through so much at that time mentally. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember texting my mama in the movies. Because, you know, I, I wasn't ready to say something like that. So I would just text her. I text her. I said, hey, can I tell my cousin? My cousin has been one of my biggest supporters, by the way, in just life. So I was like, hey, can I tell my cousin Chelsea about me? And she said, tell her what about you? I said, you know. This was all still during text, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I said, you know, tell her I like guys. And she put, no, we'll talk about it later. I was like, oh, man. 
But then my cousin ended up grabbing my phone and reading it. And she was like, what is it? What, is, what you want to tell me? What you want to tell me? Oh, gosh. So I was like, nothing. Mind you, she knew. But I was like, nothing. So I didn't tell her. We went home and never came back up. Literally, we never brought up the topic about the gay. I'm going to call it the gay. <laughs> like it's a virus. Well, we got to call it like a disease. No. Because it's like a virus. It attached itself to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. Um, But no. So we never talked about it again. Mind you, as I'm trying to figure out what this is, like what what is the game? I didn't. I knew I liked guys, but I didn't know liking guys equated to being gay. I just knew I was different. I knew I wasn't like my brothers, and that already was a lot to handle. Everywhere I went, somebody was like, "Oh, you you little Gidrick. You don't play basketball. Oh, you you're Derek's brother. They called you little Gidrick. Oh, and I'm sorry. A little Richard. It was one of them. And then they would be like, "Oh, you're Mookie. You're Jennifer's baby boy. Oh, you're Wilton's baby boy." Oh, your brothers are great in basketball. You don't play? Your uncle is great. Your sister, um, you know, you go into the but I was sleeping in the basketball games. I was so not interested in nothing dealing with basketball. But everywhere I went, I would go to the barber shop and they'd be like, when you gonna play? Never. 2000 never, because I'm never gonna play. It's not my thing, not my specialty. Sorry. Um, so it was already hard because I was always getting compared to my brothers. So I'm trying to figure out who I am while also trying to figure out what it is to be gay or what it is to like men. So I'm looking up all this on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that I kind of made my way to porn. Uh, <laughs> as we all do. You know, so I'm like, I'm 14. I remember that. I, I remember this whole journey. I'm 14. And this is where like things start to kind of like really bridge together and just happen back to back to back. So the time, like my age is... I don't remember much because it just happened so quick. I'm 14 and, you know, got my laptop. I keep, I always seclude myself in the corner of the sofa because I didn't want nobody to see what was going on on my backside of my computer. So I would always face like the wall or the door. Wait, wait. So you would literally just watch porn and just sit there and just watch? I was just, I wasn't like just watching. I was watching to understand what was going on. I understand that. Um, But it wasn't even just watching porn. It was like research. I was researching like sex and how to have like gay sex and what it, what what is gay sex, and just what are things gay guys go through? Like I was just researching all of it, but you know the internet tells you a whole bunch of stuff that is not true and is true, so you just never know what it is. And I had literally Twitter had just came out, so I just got I got me a Twitter. You know I was a little youngster on Twitter. Twitter I would click links and Twitter would take me to porn. Um, but no, I would be on Twitter and Twitter would bring me to porn. I'm like, dang it. So then I started like watching because I was like curious. Like I'm like, okay, so this is what it's gonna look like when I when I do it. <laughs> so is this how I'm gonna be? <laughs> Which one am I? Where do I fall on the spectrum? Oh goodness gracious! Like this looks painful. Is it? Goodness gracious! But no, so I was you know I was curious. Next thing I know, I have a sister who's tech savvy. I'm scared for you at this moment. Come home to no computer. Yes. So boom. No, no, no computer. Fine. Had a conversation with my mom. Like, at that, at that point, she was like, what was on your computer? I was like, oh, my God, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she told my sister. So I'm pretty sure at this point, she had done, told my sisters about the first time I told her I think I liked the guys, you know? But then... I my godmother bought me a iPod, like the nice ones, the ones that look like an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So you can tell me nothing. You can have my computer because I have my my iPod. Well, little did I know. And mind you, I was texting people. Like I was texting people on there. Like I, I started at this point. You know, I re- I realized I wasn't into women. And I came out to my friend Morgan, Chase. So Chase and Morgan literally were the... Chase was the first person I came out to. Morgan was the second. And I think I told Chase, I'm gay. I think that's how I said it. I was like, I'm gay. And I told it to Morgan. And mind you, I was at... I went to a... I went to Grand Couture Elementary. Then I went to Arneville. 
I never had any problems with like bullying or anything because I think my personality always had people gravitate to me. So even though I was openly gay, like everybody knew I was gay at that point because I would just I, at that point I think I was just looking for someone to accept me for being gay and the differences that made me gay. That I was just telling everybody that I went to, every kid that I went to school with. Yeah, at that point, you know, I had my little iPod, and I remember this this one conversation. That polar iPod. No, I remember this one conversation with um with a guy with one of my friends. Like he's a family friend because our families grew up together. His name is Jamie. And he probably doesn't remember this because we were so we were young. Like he he probably does not remember the conversation, but we we was having a conversation about Trey songs because <laughs> you know he this is when he was rising to fame. Oh yeah, yeah, and we was interested. Oh, <laughs> you better stop with your faces. <laughs> we was both we was both really interested in his his appearance and Trey Song's appearance. Yes, child, y'all can keep him, but okay, go so. Ahead. I think my sister got up. My sister got a hold of my iPod, and she read the messages. You know which sister? Oh, you want to say names? I don't want everybody. I don't know my family to be all of my sisters' names and stuff. Cause you know, I feel that. Um. So yeah, no, she had literally got into all my stuff. Next thing I knew, iPad was gone. So and while I'm going through this, as I get to these walls of rejection from like me being who I am with my family. Mind you, because we grew up so tight, like we didn't really do sleepovers. Mm. I didn't. I didn't go sleepovers. I didn't. I didn't really do much. Anything I did was with my siblings, all my cousins. So for to not be accepted was just like a whole new concept for me. Um. So I started shutting everybody out. I didn't talk about my emotions. I didn't let no one know when I was happy or when I was. I always showed the happy side. You never know what was going on inside. Yeah, I was depressed. Was I? I was extremely depressed. When I actually, when that happened, I didn't. I didn't feel like I belonged in the world. Mm-hmm. So I would always ask myself, "What would the world be like if I wasn't here?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, would it be a better place if I was just gone? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got my iPod, uh, my iPad. Well, you know, my little curious soul. Found it about to porn, huh? No, this time it probably was porn. This time, I, I, yeah, I was like, I was like fifteen. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I was still young. I was still like fourteen because I was about to go to high school because that was a whole different challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up taking like my first ever like nude pictures. <laughs> F- can you not put the age out there? Can we just leave that be? That was for you though. Ain't like you sent it to nobody. I hope not. I don't recall. He pleaded the fifth, everybody. Anyways, that was like my first ever new pictures. Well, guess who got a hold to them? Your sister. Yep. She was watching you. She knew. She was like, well, I'm gonna get this one. She was very just much like, I'm gonna catch him at every this motherfucker. I'm gonna get him. I felt like I couldn't turn nowhere and just be free. Oh, we all had that one sister though, but God no, but you know, you. people people like themselves up in video games and books. I couldn't like myself up in nothing. She caught me at every angle. <laughs> Bam, I just wanted to be left alone <laughs> and figure out myself by myself. That's all I really wanted as a kid. And then it couldn't. And then I remember my oldest brother, the first person to to tell me it's okay. I literally I was in my room crying. But, you know, I ain't never let nobody see me shed no tears. You wasn't going to see me, Ben. So I cried, and he called me. He said, you know, I don't... Because he, he wasn't there. He had his wife. He had, a, I think, a daughter at this time. He, had, he was living in his house. He was there. Um, and he said, I don't know what's going on. All I know is that you're still my brother. You're going to always be my brother, and I'm going to love you no matter what. And that's, I think that's all I needed to hear. And that moment, that moment, like, stop crying. I was like, okay, things are bad, but things aren't the worst. And then it made me start to think. My cousin also was coming out at the same time. Like, me and her was going through this together. Her, her, she was going through a lot more than I was going through, you know? And But the crazy part is my family accepted her. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But I was just left to dry. It's a double standard. It's a double standard because she was a she was a woman. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like I just come from like any old family. Everyone knows my family, so it's also a pride effect. You know, of them having so much pride. So that's another thing. Um, but yeah, he he called me, and that that made my day. Then I remember my my second my second brother, who I was the closest with. And my sister who kept finding stuff. They pulled me aside. And they was like, what's going on? And at this point, I don't want to talk about it. Like, you keep catching me at every angle. I don't want to discuss. I don't want to talk. You want sneaky enough. Because I, I wasn't. Because I didn't think that this was going to be something that I had to hide. I, I just wanted to figure it out. Like, how guys figure out puberty. I thought that this was my journey. True. So I'm like, why is everybody intervening with my finding myself true and then i realized that like it wasn't a good thing like it was oh you stop doing this i'm I'm gonna tell my daddy and Mm -hmm. i that's that was the that was the last thing i wanted that was literally the last thing i wanted so it ended up every all of my siblings knew you know um they ended up telling my dad me and my daddy had a talk some of them was there. I don't remember who was there when we talked, you know, but he literally, he and he may have not said this word for word, but what I took from it was he would rather have no son than to have a gay son at that point in time. And it started off with just say, you, just say you're confused. So I'm like, I'm confused. And then it was like, oh, you're not confused. Why aren't you straight? So I'm like, dang it. Oh my God. I said I was confused. Now I can't be confused. I can't be gay. What can I be? Because I'm not straight. I'm so sorry. We've already determined that I've already determined that I'm not straight. I can't lie and say that I am straight. You know? And actually, that day, my sister and brother was going to look at trailers. So after that happened, I go and I sit in the tub. And I'm sitting in the tub for dear life because my body is wrinkled. And they're like, oh, you want to come look at trailers? And I'm like, no, I really don't. I'm just chilling in the tub. Well, my daddy come knocks and say, oh, you got to get out of the tub. You got to go look at trailers. I'm like, damn, I can't even take a bath in peace to clear my thoughts. And that day I thought about it. I was like, you know, I should just kill myself. Mm-mm. I was like, I should just, I should just end it now. Because I, I was very much a science nerd. I was like, okay, if I end it now with the water, I could just bleed out. I could. Oh, goodness gracious. See? See, but I very much was like, okay, if I just lay in this tub, I could. And the crazy part is, so I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this. I dismantled a, like a, a um a razor that you shave your legs with, like suave. I literally dismantled the entire thing. When you dismantle them, you realize that paper, that razors that that's one that is really paper thin. That's that's not cutting through anything. Ooh, that's why that's why that's why you get just nicks and not actual deep cuts. Um. Oh, Jesus. But I, yeah, I sat there and I was like, I should just do it. But I ended up thinking to myself, you know what? You you honestly have too much to live for mm-hmm. to do that. But I was like, do I have a lot to live for? You know? So, yeah, like I was really just like, do I have a lot to live for? But I ended up throwing it away because I ain't got much time. So I'm like, if I do, if I want to, I still can't do it now. So I save everything. I throw all the razors away and everything. And I just get out the tub, get dressed. Ended up going. I ended up going look at trailers. So that summer was my first sexual experience. That was the summer of 2011, I believe. I had a, I knew a guy from my town who I was cool with because you know I was on the football team for all of you know like two three weeks. Same. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They had me running gases, girl. I was tired. I feel that. Um, but we was cool from that, and but he knew my family, and my family knew his family. Um, and it just started off as like, like comical conversation on Twitter. And the next thing I knew, it started, it went into like video games. Cause I always, I always wanted to have the newest video game. It was like my thing. So then we started talking about that. And the next thing I knew, he was the third person I came out to. I was like, well, I'm gay. And then his response was, have you ever had experience with another guy? I was like, no. He's like, well, do you want to? And I was like, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, sure, I guess. Yes, maybe. I'm not sure. 
I don't know. This is new to me. Well, did it happen immediately after that conversation? Yes, like that night. So after that, like I'm in high school, I want to go to OHS, but they're known for having a really high gay scene. Literally, I applied. I forged my my parents' signature and I applied. Oh Jesus! My sister, I asked my sister to bring me to talk to one of the women there, Miss Jeffers, rest her soul, because she passed away. We talked to her. My sister's on board now after seeing the facility and what it can offer me. Well, now I got to convince my dad. So the woman and my the woman and my dad talks. My dad' biggest problem is the fact that it's a school. He already know deep down inside he has a gay son, and that is a problem. Now sending him to a school where he can be openly gay is even bigger issue. And that was a known thing that Apollosis had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The entire basketball, women's basketball team. And then the men, the guys there were just, you could just be, like, you could be as gay as you want. The principal was gay. Oh. Okay. So, I ended up, we ended up going, and when I, when I made the decision to go, I said, I do not want to go there and be something I'm not. So, day one, I walked in. We did our introductions. My introductions was, hey, I'm Darian Guidry. I'm from Grand Couture, Louisiana. I'm supposed to be at Beauchamp. And yes, I'm gay. That was your intro? Yes. And how was... The reaction around it was none. It was like, okay, next. I I think I was so tired of hiding that I needed to get it out. Like I needed to get it out because I couldn't. I could no longer hold it in. I think if I would have kept holding it in, I probably wouldn't have been here because it was eating me up. And I think I think going through all of that made me into the strong person I am today. But it's also made me into the stoic person I am today. Because when it comes Mm -hmm. to my emotions, I'm very stoic. Um, so go to OHS. You know, I'm experiencing. That's why I had my first kiss. My first kiss goes out to Mark. Oh, you gonna say his name? Yes, yes, because he 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 put me through. He put me through the ringer. No, he didn't. Cause I ain't care. I let him loose. I had already. I had already. You let him loose. I had already <laughs> felt. So this is the thing. As I was coming out and through that coming out journey with my family, mm-hmm. I had already felt neglected by them not accepting me as gay. I mean, it wasn't hard for me to cut someone off, which is probably why it's not hard for me to cut someone off now. But literally, we kissed. And I told my best friend at the time, which was Chandler, and my, my other best friend, Allison, Kelly, Sydney, like, they knew. Because they was like, why are you leaving class? I was just going to the bathroom. Child, I was going, going to be to the bathroom. scandalous. And it just happened that he met me at the bathroom. And, yeah, it was just quick. It was a quick, it was, mind you, it was a quick kiss and walk off. And somebody walked out of the classroom. I just went back to class. We all went back to class. Well, get to my math class. And then come to find out, he got a whole bar friend who I take mad with, George. Oh, so you was a side piece? No, because then him and George broke up. But no, you, you was a side piece. If you well, it don't matter. George was there when it you got to math. It was a good first kiss. Oh, you gotta have just breaking up homes, well, apartments. It was a good. It was a good one. Um, so we kissed, and then he ended up being with George. And George is going off in math class. I'm sitting there like, I don't want. I don't care. Wait, so, so is George aware of that? The, yeah. Oh, scandalous! Yeah, I, was just, I was chilling like we in math class. My friend Chandler is going off. I need some pop. Chandler is not here for it at all. I'm just sitting there, like at the end of the day, I did what I did. It happened. Let's move on. Oh, you was ready. Was you ready to fight? No, I was just like, let's move on. I'm oh. in math class. I'm here to get an education. If you want Marcus that bad, you can have him. Was he just talking loud? Oh, he was one of those gays. He wasn't about that action. He's really tiny. He's like he's really, oh, really small. He, he wasn't about that action. But it, I, it didn't care because I wasn't I wasn't a fighter. So I was just like, I'm not I'm not fighting over Marcus. If he if he gonna kiss me while dating you. Then I definitely don't want him. I seen how my daddy treated my mama, so I knew what I wanted. Um, so see, I, that's, my mindset was always like, okay, well, if you, just, if you could do this to them, then you definitely gonna do it to me. So let's move on. So he going off. He's like, well, this, this, and this. I'm like, George, if you want Marcus, he's yours. I don't care. We're not interrupting my math lesson for you for this foolishness. That was the end of it. Like that. That was that. I mean, I was a little bothered, but you know, as the, as time progressed, I was probably like into my freshman year. I come home one day and Uh-oh. my cousin home. Mind you, I love like me and my cousin. We were we were tight. We didn't grow up. We young. She, I don't think she liked me that much. <laughs> <laughs> she said I was. I would follow her around and I would mock. I would do everything she did. I wish I did. Who, I was, who was older. She is older. Okay. She's older by two years. That's um, why you follow her around because she's older. But anyway, mm-hmm. we ended up being super, super close, like still to this day. And she come over and she's like, just as them brothers want to talk to you. Because by this time, her family knew she was gay. Nothing they could do about it. Um, so she was like, yeah, they want to talk to you about it. So at this point, like, I, at this point, I don't want to talk about anything dealing with my sexuality. I don't want to talk about anything that dealing with my personal life. 
So I'm just, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're like, oh, you know, we're okay with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We just didn't understand it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Honestly, Jared, I don't remember the conversation because I just wasn't mentally there. Because this, at this point, it didn't matter to me because it happened too late. I'd already reached high school. I needed it to happen when I was going, when I was in between that stages of 11 and 14. When I didn't, when I was trying to figure out what that meant in a proper way. Um, And like, I knew they loved me, but it caused me to look for love in other ways. Like my first sexual encounter, I felt like I did that. I felt like I did that because of the lack of acknowledgement I was getting, acceptance I was getting from my sexuality. I felt like, oh, this is someone that accepted me as being gay. And he wants to show me how much he loves mm. it in form of sex. Mm. So, yeah. And I took that. That's what I took it as. And I mean, it might have not been that. They they loved me and I know they loved me. And they might have always been okay with it. But that's not what I received and that's not what I perceived. You were being that you that was the form of appreciation you received and you ran with right, it. Right, and I ran with it. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, I ran with it. You ran with it. <laughs> I ran with it from that day forward. Goodness gracious. I, I kept running. I'm not running with it no more. I'm a good Christian now. But <laughs> yeah. So my mom started coming around. But also I became very defensive, very snippy. Mom would be like, Why are you piercing ears? Because I want to. I had like one one nail painted. Why is your nail purple? Because I wanted it to be purple. Why does it matter? Like, I started to become snippy, and my sister, like, I was really, me and my dad's relationship at that point was just tarnished. I was like, I can do without. Do without a relationship with your yeah. father? Well, just because I, I was like, at this point, I can't be who I am. Choosing between who I am and who they want me to be is not an option. So I was very much just, like, going through the motions. So what was, I guess, so, like, what was the leaf that turned over to make your parents start to acknowledge your sexuality in a, I guess. I don't think it was more so like of a, a situation that happened. And it, my, my daddy told me something about pertaining to gay and loving me and pride all in the same sentence for the first time, 2019. I remember you telling Since me 2009, that. 2009. I remember so you 10 telling years me after. I remember you telling me that. Um, which is why I'm a big advocate for giving your parents time. I gave him 10 years. People don't know that. People are like, oh, Chile. You know, I've always seen Mookie smile and I've always seen the Gidris have a smile. But that was something that I dealt with that we dealt with. Yeah, I might have been smiling, but there was a lot underneath the smile. Sometimes the smile was a beg for help, like, accept me, accept me, accept me. Um, but I think my, my parents' biggest fear is losing a kid. And they saw me detaching myself. I always wanted to be with my friends. Because my friends accepted me. Like I would I would leave my everyone knew you couldn't get me away from my family. When when they didn't when they, when they didn't accept me for being gay, you couldn't get me to stay in the house. I always wanted to go somewhere with one of my friends. Because they was allowing me to be who I was without judgment. And figure out who I am. I remember one of my siblings saying, You can be gay, but you can't be this type of gay. I hate that. Which is hard because I'm still figuring out what type of gay I am. Whether there is a type of gay, I'm just trying to figure out what gay means for me. Where do I fall on the um, the spectrum of sexuality? Whether I'm gay, bisexual, I was gay. But I just wanted to figure out all that for myself. And by you saying, you could be gay, but you can't be this type of gay, that's hindering me from figuring it out. So it's just all, I kept feeling stagnant every time I wanted to grow into who I was. I was like, okay, I gotta be censored. Like, I all and I, I kind of always went back into giving them what they wanted, giving in, because I want, I was a people pleaser. I wanted to make sure my family was okay and they were happy and everything was good. Um, and I remember I was going to New Orleans for a show that I was doing, and I was shenanigans. Yeah. And my friend Chandler was coming, and my daddy did not want him to come. Chandler knew my daddy and him was at odd. And me and my, my dad, I offered my dad to come because he was the only one in my family that could make. And I knew he was probably going to want to see it, but I offered him to come. And he said, I don't want to go if he's going. And I don't want to see you dressed like a woman. I said, well, if you don't want to do it, stay home because he's coming. And that's what's happened. And then he said something. I said, well, daddy, you, one day you're going to have to realize that I am gay. Period. Like, you're going to have to realize that. That is a thing. Period. It's no longer hiding. At this point, I'm in college. You could, but you couldn't have. You couldn't ask me to hide my sexuality. It wasn't happening. So, I picked up my friend. We went to New Orleans. Mm. My dad ended up coming because I was crying. I after we after we talked, I called my mom and I was crying. She's like, "What you crying for?" And I told her, 
He's just like, well, you know, just go and have a good show. Well, my dad ended up coming. He watched the show. He told me, you know, you did great. Think, like, I love you. And then he left. He drove back home. So what is your relationship with your parents now? It's great. It's my, it's my ride or die. It's my road off. Yeah, like, my entire family, like I said, it's like, that, it's like that whole event never happened. Yeah, I will always remember it. But when you experience the trauma, you never forget it. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, like, all of my siblings think that they were always okay with it. Think that your parents were always okay with it? No, they think that they all was okay with it from jump. Mm -hmm. But the way I experienced it was different. You know, people can can say say things one way, but it can be perceived a different way. That's kind of how it was. Um, And I remember it because there are people that are going to go through it, that are going to need to know Mm -hmm. how to make it out alive. That's going to need my help one day. But... My family is like super supportive now. Also because I don't hide anything now. What you see is what you get. Like I wore I wore heels one day. But the one I I wore like a boot heel one day to Christmas. My dad had a fit. Oh, he was on okay. fire. Okay. And you know what? I was like, I don't care. And one of my sisters, she was like, I don't like your shoes. And I was like, it's not for you to like. I don't care. And I kept it pushing. You can either take this picture with me on Christmas or you cannot. And I think when I got to college, so much hit me my freshman year. It showed me how strong I was. And how much I wasn't willing to bend my sexuality for anybody. So that, that was another thing. And I had friends and groups of circles that, that supported me. And yeah, when I got to college, that's when I started to experience homophobia. But at the end of the day, I said, when I, got, when I was going to college, I said I would never compromise who I am for anything. How did you, uh, uh, I guess, assess that homophobia or address that homophobia? Yeah. Just, I didn't care it because it was a, it was a, that was an internal issue. That was something that they needed to deal with themselves. Mm-hmm. I, who am I to tell you, you have to be okay with my sexuality? Well, I don't ask that because a lot of time with young gays, we're, we're unaware of the different levels of homophobia. And right. And I mean, I, and I was. I was very much unaware. Like now, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of the slightest thing. Mm-hmm. Like telling me I could be this gay, but not that gay is homophobic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so a lot of times we don't know how to react to certain yeah. times of homophobia. And there was, a lot of things, there was probably a lot of things I didn't catch. But the main things I did catch. And I was like, oh, I got to be this to be with y'all? Well, I'm better off because I'm going to be something. Half of y'all been in school longer than I am and y'all going to be in school after I'm gone. So y'all do what y'all do and y'all do it exceptionally well. But watch me excel further than that. Watch watch me when y'all going to say, I wish I would have had him part of my journey. But I can't compromise who I am no more. I, I've given too many years of being somebody else to not be anything but me. Oh, preach, baby. Like, oh, Shonda Rhimes, Ebobo. I just realized I was an awesome person and I I love people and I cared and I wanted to help. That's most that's most things people most people don't want to do, but don't care about. And nobody can do me like I do me. Period. So, no, I'm not going to be anything else. Like, I got to college and I was like, okay, if I could make a A in my first biology class and I can do I can major in biology. Yeah, it got hard. Yeah, I wanted to quit. Yes, I struggled and cried some nights, but I made it out. I was like, you know, nobody could do me. It was like maybe 13 black people graduated with me in biology. And we all struggled together. But I realized I was able to make connections, excuse my language, with the white people to get notes. I was able to make connections with professors. Like my personality, I realized, was going to take me places. But you know, us, we we blend in with anybody. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to blend. I had a lot of people think that I was wearing my sexuality on my sleeve. So a lot of people always tell me, oh, you know, you don't, you being gay don't have to be to the forefront. And my, my response was always, me being gay is who who made me into this person you get today. If I wouldn't have went through all that as a gay man, I wouldn't be as strong as a person I am today. I wouldn't be as strong-minded. I wouldn't be as well-educated. I wouldn't be as compassionate. And I just wouldn't be this person. So you didn't want me to be, you don't want me to say, oh, but I'm gay, or this, this, and it's gay. But that is who I am. You can't get to know Mookie without getting to know Mookie as a gay male. I live my life as a gay male. So the way I assert myself in space is as a gay male. And the same way you, the straight men command the room, I would do the same. I'm not afraid to walk into space and say, this is it. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, hey, Mr. Mookie, are you gay? Yes. Now let's carry on. So now that Mookie is out of UL and he has... Raging cages, baby. Ooh. Aye!
Oh my God, that was Raging so much. Raging cages, no, don't fight sing on it. to Vicky for the oh, red no. and white. Oh my God, don't sing it. Mm-mm. So Mookie is now living in Maryland. What bring? What? Well, what? Well, I know what brought you to Maryland, but tell the people what brought you to Maryland. Um. So yeah. So then I I thought I was gonna go to medical school, then thought I was gonna go to PA school, and then thought I was gonna get my master's. Um. Because I did chemical, I did chemistry research and then thought maybe I wanted to, I was all over the place in college, okay? I was just trying to figure out life. And then I was like, I'm going to just take the teacher test to be a teacher. So I took that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take the GRE so I can, you know, go get my master's. I'm going to do that too. Well, May 11th came and I graduated. And then I was like, I got a little job. And I worked my job for like two little months. Then I decided I wanted to move to D.C. And it's crazy because I went to... I remember we went to Crossroads Church for their little Easter, their little Easter um little, their little Easter play that they put on every year. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to act. I've always said I wanted to act, but it was always a joke. After seeing that play, I was like, oh my God, I really want to act. Like, I really want to do that. And then, because I've always wanted to help people. I just didn't know in what aspect I wanted to help people in. And I literally was looking up acting programs and... I looked up like top black actors and I realized they all went to school and I looked up, okay, they went to school. So the best of the best went to school and they trained. So where should I train? Howard pop up. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a year at Howard. Well, got in. Then they were like, oh, you got to audition. So I'm like, okay, quit my job. I quit my job, moved to DC and I auditioned and I get in. So I'm like, cool. I'm in this thing like swimwear. Amazing. You know? Well, I'm in Howard. I do my year, and I realize acting is really what I want to be. I want to act and direct. Um, but because it's also a form of helping people, you're saying I'm allowing you to experience different emotions through me. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a it's more of a mental helping and emotional helping of people rather than physical as being a doctor. Which you know maybe one day I may decide you know I want to go back to the school and become a doctor. But as of now, I don't want to do that. I want to act. And it's okay to not know what you want to do and just say, I'm on a journey to finding out where I'm at in life and what I want to do in life. And that's kind of where I'm at. I will say that year at Howard has taught me a lot about myself and just being comfortable in my skin. Because each phase Howard of my life- Howard will do that. It will. Each phase of my life, I thought I was very much okay with who I was. And then I was got to the next phase and I was like, damn, why am I struggling with this? I got to Howard. He was like- you are openly gay male, and you can't even do a gay role. What's wrong with you? And I was like, Oh, oh shit! Oh, I know who that I'm sound. not. I know, I know who that sounds like. I'm not okay with being seen and taking up space as a gay man. I'm okay with taking up space as a man, but I was not okay with taking up space as a gay man. So then I had to understand what that felt like, and I'm still on a journey to that because I'd be feeling awkward. Just be feeling what? I'd be feeling awkward. Awkward. Not awkward. Awkward. No. Awkward. I'll be feeling awkward, girl. That Louisiana vernacular is coming out. Um, But no, I've just grown as a person. I've learned to just love people and be more accepting of everybody's differences. Like, I was the most closed-minded individual as a gay. I was a homophobic gay, which is a thing. I was. Keyword, was. Um, But now I'm just learning to, like, love everyone and just, yeah, you different. Great. Doesn't matter. It doesn't mean I can't connect with you. That doesn't mean we can't be friends and we can't grow this friendship. Um, But yeah, now I'm on a journey to finding the path that I need to take to get to where I want to go in my career. Like right now, I work a lot, too much. Mm. Mm. Don't don't do that. Mm. Mm. You know, I work probably like six days a week. Uh And I read when I can. Uh And I take a little class here and there when I can. But I very much want to act and direct and write and just be as artistic as I can. I never thought I was an artistic soul until I got to Howard and I realized everyone is artistic. You just have to find it within you. Mary McLeod Bethune said, don't be a drudge. Seek to be an artist. Boom. There you go. Yeah, I mean, now I'm realizing my artistry and like how observant my eye is. Um, just the way I look at different 
situations, how I view them, things like that. All of that is artistry. Architecture, that's artistry. That's someone's art on a building. You know, so when we think of all these things, we're not realizing that all this is art. And now I'm, I am. I'm just excited to see where I go in the future and what life holds for me. You know, I moved to D.C. a year and a half ago. It's not my favorite place. It's not a bad place. It's just not home. I'm a family guy. I want to see my siblings all day, every day. Like, my brother just had a new baby, and I'm not there to hold her, to baby fire. And that, that hurts me because that's all things that I really want to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm still adjusting and people say, oh, it takes eight months. Well, it's taking me a year and a half. Why do you guys sound so, uh, because so they, hurt. they'd be like, oh, you should be, you should be okay by now. Well, I'm not, I miss my siblings. I miss my family. But when, you know, when I do go home, I, I end up missing DC. I'm like, I miss home because DC is now my home. And hopefully within the next up and coming years, I'll be in a different state. And I'd be like, this is my home, probably closer to home, maybe Atlanta, you know, just throwing it out there, speaking into existence, and God gonna make it come true. Boom, boom, boom. You would not survive in Atlanta. I would. Uh, Atlanta would love me. Or you would love Atlanta. They would love me. You would love Atlanta. No. And when I'm I say survive, I, you probably would survive, but child. I'm not that person. Anyway, child. DC has just opened my mind up. Like, I went to my first gay pride in DC. Being that I, I was gay for so many years and knowing it, I ain't never I ain't never experienced a pride, which is a problem. Um, but I am excited for the future, the future of the podcast, the future of photography, the future of oh photography, yes, the future of acting, the future of just molding and inspiring people. Like that's really it. That's really all I want to do. And I mean, I want to take care of my family, too. Because, you know, I want them to be there. I want them at my beck and call all the time. Like, I want to be able to call my brother and be like, I want to be able to see I want to see you. I want to be able to call my mom and be like, Mama, where you at? I want oh, to see you. that's a different type of calling, sis. I know, which is why I'm grinding so hard. Because I want to see my family when I want to see them. I want to be able to be like, Mama, I'm treating you to Dubai. Girl, Dubai? I'm taking everybody. Let's go. Dubai? My brothers and my sisters are already little kids. What's Sausage Antenna said? I want a nigga from Dubai. Whatever I want, he can buy Period. Because <laughs> listen, that's so that's 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 where I'm at in life. Yes, I'm in, just on a mission to inspire people, and not only people, myself. Because he, Jared knows. There are some days where I'm just like, Jared, I don't feel inspired, and I be having to pull him up by his curls, y'all. I be like, Come here. I, okay. I don't feel motivated, and then I take a day, and I'm like, You know what? I'm too inspired. Like yesterday, I ain't go to bed till what three, four. You was texting me at work, and I was like, "Why are you still up?" And I was like, "I'm just, I was inspired. It hit me. Why okay. are you still up?" And but I, I appreciate that though, because I be having my little creative spells. It's, it's amazing though when you when you leave that that moment. That moment, I be tired. I mean, yeah. you be tired, yeah, but it, it's amazing when you leave that moment and you've you've really purged your mind of all creative, right. all your creative thoughts in that moment. Yeah. But I mean, so that's that's basically where I'm at. I'm in DC now, maybe three weeks, two years, a year, year and a half, five. I don't know. Maybe in Atlanta, LA, New York, London, all them places, Berlin. I may be somewhere. All them. You know, you may. I may be on C C. What is it? CBS, CBS, Ooh. TNT, BET, MTV, VH1. Oh, yeah, I may be on Showtime. I'm gonna have my own network. GTV. Um, okay. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on somebody's network. Who knows? I don't know. I'm learning to live life a day at a time. True. And I'm loving it like that. It's just that is that. That's my my That's your life, Moki. That is my chart story. Because I did I did keep it short. I tried to keep it as short as possible with give it as much details on insight on why I am the way I am. And how much I love, because I I feel like I, I made my family sound bad, but I love them. We are you you we are right or die. But at the same time, that is your truth. But no, that's that's the honest truth. So even though I went through all that with them, I want y'all to all know, like they are very much my biggest supporters nowadays. Like my brother told me recently, he told me my brother Derek. I'm gonna say his name because today he called and he gave me a lot of insight on the podcast and just general. But we had a talk one day, and his he told me he said. I don't 
when you came out, I didn't know how to handle it because I didn't understand why you wanted to be gay. Because we all look alike, which we do. And he said, I know I'm a good looking man. So you good looking. So I know you get hit on by women. And I was like, I do. He was like, so why wouldn't you just want to be with that? And I was like, because it's just not for me. And he was like, you know, I, I, he didn't understand it. And I understand that he didn't understand because he doesn't live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So we are all in like a great space and they are very supportive. And now we have open dialogue on my sexuality, even though there's a lot of things I keep them out. I keep them out of the loop of because I'm like, there's some things that's personal to me and my sexuality. And there's some things that I can share with a gay friend. And there's some things I don't need to share with my family yeah, unless I decide to bring somebody home. And I'm very particular. I ain't never brought nobody home. Me either. And I mean, just because there's one person I want to bring home and he lives in Houston. Y'all don't deserve me. And he know who he is. Oh, did you say Houston? Mm-hmm. That's just your friend, but you want to take him home. That's a whole nother conversation. As y'all. a friend. That's a whole nother conversation. So thank you. But Mickey. yeah, so but thank you guys for listening. I it, it might be a lot that was said. Just take it in. Don't have no hard feelings towards nobody that I mentioned. Because now everyone that I've mentioned, we're in good spaces. It's all love, all positive vibes, and we're gonna keep it pushing just like that. All 2020 and the twenties after that. So yeah. Thank you, guys. So, goodbye, guys. Thank you for listening, and we will follow up with you guys yes. next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Follow us on Instagram at 2 one Mike. Okay. My personal Instagram is underscore king.dg. That is underscore king.dg. I will follow you back. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Avid the Great. And the one and only, uh, Avid the Great. I'm glad you recognize the one and only because there's some copycats out there. But if you want to really find me, A-V-I-D, the Great. No underscores, no none of that. How you doing? Okay, and feel free once again to comment, you know, message, anything. Just let us know. Give us feedback. We would love to hear your thoughts, your, your concerns, anything that you have going on in your mind about the podcast. Anything that you may want to contribute. Bye, y'all. See y'all. Well, talk to y'all. Bye. (laughs) See y'all later. (laughs) Bye. Hasta luego. Hasta mañana.